Hey, welcome to the Midtown Podcast, conversations for curious people. I'm Trevor, I'm your host here, and uh, if you joined us last week, we I, I'm talking with my friend Tyson about community, and if you haven't, really, truly listened to that podcast first, um, our conversation led us into this the topic of heaven. And so that's where we're going to jump in is, is talking about heaven as it pertains to community. So here we go. So I want to talk a little bit about, well, okay. I want to talk about heaven. Okay. And you and I, I've talked with you enough that we might have a a similar understanding of heaven, okay. but but I don't know because every time we do talk, you always give me new insight or whatever. I end up saying something dumb that I don't really <laughs> believe. <laughs> Community in heaven, I love it. Let's do it. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember everyone, these are conversations for curious people. It's just we're exploring concepts, and so you know, it's kind of interesting. Heaven is a word that's tossed out actually pretty regularly. And it, I don't think it matters if you're religious or not. Um, like 7-Eleven references. Yeah. Mostly for the rhyme, probably. Probably, but, yeah. but I totally get it. But yes, no, that's the kind of thing. Oh, this chocolate cake is... Heaven. There's this concept of perfection or the best thing possible. And and um, and I don't completely... I don't mean I don't disagree with that. But let's just throw this out there, though. I think that there is a strong narrative within evangelical Protestantism, Catholicism. Um, you're, this is where philosophy and theology major, you, you are going to be great for this conversation. Yeah, I think I can't speak on behalf of all, all religions, but like, yeah, thinking about like um, Hinduism and reincarnation, there's a sense of like reward or loss when it comes to a, a next life or like, um, like similarly with, with Buddhism, there's the idea of like, like escape from the cycle. So reward and loss and, and, uh, yeah, in other, in other religions, the idea of being reunited with, with family and with, with ancestors and, and having, um, community, there is something that we're longing for, uh, that like w- beyond life, there could be some answer to the problems with Christianity. Um, I mean, there's sort of an interesting thing. If you look into the old Testament, we don't really start off with anything. There are a lot of references in like the Psalms to like, can anything worship you from the dust? Like what, what good is it to you if I die? Um, which is not at all how we think about it today. Like today someone dies and we're like, they're they're with Jesus now. And so then that's almost like a motivation. It's almost like, yeah, Jesus, like take them and then you can give them a high five or whatever. Even in the funeral that I was just a part of mm-hmm. too, when everybody was sharing, a lot of people were saying, you know, one of his better friends was already in heaven. And I bet you guys found a cabin in heaven together and you guys are already. So there's this feeling of togetherness as well. Yeah. Like you're going to go be with people that have gone before you. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you get to like New Testament, you have references to like, uh, um, like Lazarus dying and being at Abraham's bosom. Uh, which is a little graphic, but then um, cutting forward to uh, like Dante's Divine Comedy, mm. we have this really in-depth description of like a, a like literature about um, about heaven and hell. I think p- 
people pr people probably know Dante's Inferno more than Dante's Paradise, but he outlines both. I think it's actually a trilogy. I think he does Purgatory too. Oh, interesting. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I oh. haven't read it. Um, but I'll order it on Amazon. Perfect. With everybody poops. Yeah. And then that's just close enough to reading it. Um, <laughs> when, you know what? Potty training feels a lot like Purgatory. Yeah, just the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what sins did I commit to deserve this? <laughs> this is not going to get any better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is, like, Dante's Inferno was not written as, uh, like, literature to make Christians, like, believe in Christ more. Um, this is, again, something I referenced in last week's episode about uh, Wonderworks, um, a great place you can read about, the, about Dante and uh, the curiosity he was trying to instill. Um, so, which didn't maybe have the intended outcome that he was going for. Yeah. It got pretty realistic for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 And so what we have now is um, sort of this this reading of the Bible that I think is shaped and, and given lens from things like Dante's Inferno and things like, honestly, Tom and Jerry's depiction of heaven and hell. Oh, yeah. Um, where we have, you know, a, like flames and a devil with horns and things like that. Yes. Um when in reality, like when we look at the things that Jesus talks about, the the radical move that he makes is to stand firmly on the side of the resurrection. And so this is the concept that uh, all things that that die will be alive um, and is contentious in his day a little bit. It was it was something that that sort of came out of Jewish literature. Um, but then, Christ becomes the embodiment of this. He, he really puts his money where his mouth is um, and like rises up from the grave. Mm -hmm. And we see this like this depiction of what life after death is like with Jesus being the first fruits of the resurrection in um, he rises and he, he has wounds still, which is which is kind of poignant to me. He eats, mm -hmm. but he also appears in rooms and disappears and and it, there are some very strange like he has this particular relationship to creation that is um sort of a both and where he is there's clearly um a a sort of heavenly dimension we might call it that like he exists in uh in the courts of heaven with god um but also simultaneously in in this very physical tangible realm and the dream of that 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 presents i think what it what it calls forward to is the the resurrection finally ultimately in which heaven and earth are are drawn together in, into being one place which is the image that we get uh in the beginning of scripture with the yeah. garden of eden yeah and the image that we get in the end of scripture with the city of heaven being like coming down to earth a new heaven and a new earth yes and it's this this united thing it's one thing um but not in an erasure not at the not at the cost of either right so we see jesus having wounds which is like a mark of not only like the things of the earth but like earthly violence not being erased but um not having power these wounds that that ended his life they no longer have power to end his life he's he's alive he's walking around um my my conviction about and this might uh, don't tell god i said this but um my conviction about that is that christ no longer has wounds but scars that a, a true affirmation of creation would be that he is healed but these exist mm. the past exists he eats 
which which is this beautiful affirmation of of like what what living with one another is i know i know that's really interesting when he asks yeah he, he well he's he's already cooking up some fish yeah um you like dude you just you just came back from being dead from being dead and he's like i sure could go for a bite to eat <laughs> Uh, any idea as to why I wanted to talk about this as it pertains to community? I'm interested to see if you can, what your connection would be. Well, I mean, I, yeah, good question. I don't, I don't, I don't totally know. I'm guessing maybe like we have some ideas about being together when we die. We have some ideas about what it means to be together with God. Yeah. So with, with Genesis, with the reading of Genesis and you get this, um, this beautiful garden scene. And um, and it's not just the fact that there that there is community represented right away early early on, mm. but I think I think why I wanted to talk about heaven is because of a motivation for community for me. Mm. Um, some of the stuff that's just happened, um, we had a shooting in Texas, and everybody knows about it. Mm. And I wrestled with, I've got a nine-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, if, if Sandy Hook was in 2012, it was a year before my son was born. Um, that, was, that was really devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a completely different feel for me right now with having kids, especially young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had so many emotions that I was dealing with and, and still am dealing with and wrestling with. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and I've, I've said to Jamie, like, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any clear path forward. Like, I don't know of a single flip of a coin hmm. issue anymore. Gun control, flip a coin. It could be this, could be that. Let's just, let's either get rid of it or let's get, I mean, hmm. it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't seem that clear cut to me at all. Hmm. Um, and yet I think all of us could, can come to this conclusion that what happened, if you want to call it evil, that's, that's totally fine. I would call it evil. Or you could just say that that shouldn't happen. You know, I sat in that and I was like, man, if we're followers of Jesus, and again, if you're listening to this podcast, you do not have to be a follower of Jesus. But a lot of our concepts come from that, that we believe Jesus it is the, the purest, truest form of a human expression of love. Mm. And I was like, what would, what would Jesus do in this moment? I wish we had a 2020 version of Jesus so that I could, so that I could respond that way. And I, but then I, I, I went through what I know of Jesus life and I thought, oh man, well, first of all, I thought of Lazarus and mm. I thought he would grieve, yeah. he would grieve with people and for people. Yeah. Um, and then I thought of him on the cross and I thought, oh, he would forgive even the the people that he wasn't, that he, that there was no reason for him to forgive. He would forgive. Hmm. I thought about, um, I thought about him flipping tables and being like, we've got to do better than this. Yeah. And then I thought about him being willing to put his life on the line and do some yeah. things differently so that it could be, but, but then also him wanting the community to take on that. Um, to take on his way of living. Yeah. And so for me, why I wanted to talk about heaven is because I think all of us have this idea of what heaven could or should be, Mm. but it's going to take all of us 
um, but we can't fully bring it. Hmm. We can't fully create it without a uh, Holy Spirit and without Jesus. Um, that's my belief. Yeah. At least that's my conviction. Well, yeah. And I think, can I talk briefly about, Please. about hope versus optimism? Oh yeah. Cause I think this is, um, something I've been focusing a lot about recently is I mentioned, um, I don't remember if it was earlier, if it was last episode, the, uh, the like definition by dialectic, that idea. And I, I love your definition of hope that it's the ability to see the world as God intended it to be. Um, I think that's a really important uh, concept and I think it's an important relationship to the future. But the risk that we run is that hope uh, decays into optimism. Mm. And the the problem with optimism is that it fails to recognize the world as it is. So uh, I think that we have to see hope as a dialectic, dialectic of optimism and pessimism. And what I mean by that is it has a particular relationship to the future and to the past. Mm. Hope must have a foundation which is why I think for Christians, it's so important for us to meditate on not only Genesis and creation, the the idea of um, a world created uh, in union, in unity with God, but also of the resurrection, of the idea that, uh, that death has been uh, made into a tool, not an enemy, but a tool uh, to bring new life and to bring transformation. And uh, the the method, the mechanism by which wounds are healed, um, and so we we look to the future with the past in mind, and not in the uh, the way of pessimism that says the past is all that it, the world ever can be, and not with right. optimism that the past never has to happen again. Yeah. Um, but with this dialectic, and I think this is um, I had a conversation a while ago with somebody after a comedy show about. Uh, why I would believe in God rather than believing in like the universe yeah. and sort of the idea of a very uh, for context that is the sound of the coffee pot I was getting more coffee yes <laughs> um, the idea of a God who is imminent versus transcendent who is like uh, the 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 universe as like a universal spirit that is like in favor of good things or something like that versus the idea of a personal and by that, I mean a God who is a person, a God who mm. exists as, as a subject. Um, in, in the person of Jesus. Yes. Yep. Uh, and I think like a really important distinction is that uh, a transcendent God enables hope because uh, it, a, a God can contain that which is not present in the world as it is. And so if we look around like imminence requires, like we only have the ingredients that we have around us. Um, Whereas transcendence provides the opportunity for new emergence. Uh, there, there is a new, it gives a new hardiness to optimism, I suppose. <laughs> uh, that like, if I'm looking to the future, I'm not just like, well, maybe we'll get lucky. I think is a lot of times what optimism says, or, or things aren't that bad. No. Just hope, a general positive outlook. Yes. That things are going to turn out. Yes. Whereas, the way that I want them to. Right. And, and I think, I think hope and the distinction there, resurrection hope is that, uh, we look at death, we look at suffering and we say, this is horrible. This is tragic. This is not as the world should be, but that is not the end of the story. And that the third day is coming. Um, that like, because of, because of what Christ has done. Um, there is nothing that is beyond redemption. There's nothing that is beyond healing. 
And so when, I, when we look to the future, I think this is a distinction, something that you'll hear me say over and over again is uh, that our beliefs are only as important as who they shape us to be. Mm. So the belief in a heaven, where the I'll fly away heaven, is like a, a thing I think about a lot. There's an old hymn. Yeah. I'll fly away, oh glory. Yep. Hate that hymn. Uh, really catchy though. So. Ooh, okay. And for all, there could be some older listeners. Yes. But yeah, there's. I love hymns. By no, the no, way. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the strong narrative I was talking about with um, the idea of heaven being someplace that we go when this is all done, mm-hmm. which could which could be something. Yes. I mean, Jesus yeah. says to the thief, uh, today you'll be to with today. me in paradise. Absolutely. A different word than heaven, but that that seems to be a relatively new idea of heaven mm-hmm. in the scope of Christianity. Yes. Well, and the, the distinction I want to make here is... Um, whether or not there is a, a heaven that we fly off to uh, when we die, which is a possibility, right? I don't know anything. Right. I'm probably wrong about most things. I have been at least <laughs> once because there was a time when I didn't know anything. Um, probably still don't. But the distinction I want to make is that uh, our, our deepest joy, I don't think should come from escape. No. Because if it comes from escape, then, then we lack a deep love for the world around us. This idea that like, there's an Andy Mineo song that I have a similar beef with that he says, um, uh, it's something like I'm here to like serve God. It's my sole mission. When I'm out of here, man, I won't miss it. I'm like, oh man, well you could though. Like you could, this could be, this could be the greatest life. This could be, this could be a wild adventure that you're on. You could, you could love every moment of this, but, um, when our, when our, idea of the future when our concept of the future when our optimism is just that someday i'll go to heaven and everything will be okay uh it causes us to look at the world in a different way we're no longer thinking about how christ could be active where the holy spirit is already moving where we need to uh join forces with god to bring about the redemption of the world and we begin thinking about like how can i avoid this until i'm out of here Mm -hmm. the the hope of the resurrection is that we become the body of Christ, we become the the uh, the arms and legs of Jesus in the world, and so then, wherever the Spirit is active, wherever uh, wherever there is pain, wherever there is suffering, wherever there is crucifixion, that we can join God there, and that we can be a part of the resurrection movement of redemption. Sounds like the prayer of Saint Francis. Yes, make me an instrument of your peace. See, I think that's that's kind of the interesting part. Like, if I'm talking with somebody, I've had I've had conversations with people that um, that want to focus more on the the yeah, the escapism mm. idea, and with that, typically they have a they have a high regard and respect for scripture. Mm. With that being said, I, I typically go to them and I say, "Why is the Bible so long then?" And why does it have so much teaching? (laughs) Why does it have so much instruction of how Mm -hmm. to live? Mm -hmm. And and here's the other thing, and we're going to come back to community. It has everything to do with how you live in community. Yeah. It has everything to do with how you live in... Jesus, love the Lord your God. We we talk about this so much, Mm. but and love your neighbor as yourself. And he even says the second is like it. The second is basically it. Um, there's almost even this idea of that loving God means loving others. And I think that's the, that's the important part of community 
it's not let's all hate together mm. or let's all escape together let's all avoid together let's all avoid together that's the Essenes or or the Zealots let's all mm-hmm. murder together <laughs> um what unifies what what I believe should unify the church mm. is our love of the other yeah wh- whoever it is yeah and and love doesn't mean extreme tolerance or just complete like ignorance of whatever's going on no there's a there's a high standard paul has this high standard yeah um there is this high standard of uh, love and i want life for you and i want life for others Mm -hmm. and so now every single situation can get really really interesting because we've got to navigate how we love each other through abortion through this topic of abortion. We've got to figure out how to love each other through this topic of gun control or, yeah. or the second amendment. It, there, there's some really difficult things. What's so interesting is too, my dad often talks about this. It's like um, the two things that we're, we're typically not supposed to talk about because mm-hmm. they cause issues. Yeah. Those are probably the things we should be talking about the most. Yeah. Religion and politics. Yeah. Because it, because those have everything to do with how we live in community yeah. with each other. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and I think a really important thing to note uh, in this conversation is that idea that, like, hope is not just, like, a like a choice to make, like, what am I going to eat for breakfast in the morning? Hope is really, really hard to hold. It's way easier to just say, like, here are, like, here are the things I believe in, and, like, to to be tribal, to be united around the things that we hate, the things that we oppose. Or to escape to Montana and to try to live off the land. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no offense to Montanans. There, no, there's but a lot it, of, there's a lot of land <laughs> and it's beautiful and that's where I kind of want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the reality of, of hope is that hope requires pain of us. Hope requires that we, we hurt with those who hurt, that we weep with those who weep. Um, and that's that's really hard to do. We don't have to do that with optimism. And that's like you hear like when when people are grieving, uh, a complaint that you hear a lot is like, yeah, everybody's just telling me like, oh, it's get, it'll get better. They're in a better place. All, all these sorts of things that don't mean anything. Because the reality is when we say those things to someone who's hurting, our goal is not to make them hurt less. It's to avoid taking it's, on their hurt. Yes. It's and, to make us hurt less. Yes. So... Um, hope is hard to hold but i think what we see in the testimony of scripture is this is this is one of the reasons why community is so important because hope is a little bit easier to hold together there's something about the presence of community the presence of jesus that i mean it makes our it makes our hurts lighter it makes our hopes more possible um i look at like the 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 passage i was thinking about this is is the road to emmaus when these these two disciples have given up on Jesus essentially they've gone they're going to Emmaus and scholars don't really know where exactly Emmaus is but we know it's not Jerusalem which is kind of all we need to know but like when you're walking around Jerusalem you're reminded of all of these shattered expectations you had yeah um seeing Jesus ride in on a donkey and and um seeing the temple and, and like all of these things and Jesus joins these people and and they don't recognize him but you notice that that they're they're despairing and and he's encouraging them when they're going down the mountain, he's, he's sort of revealing all these things to them. He's reminding them of the past and also the promises of the future and how this interruption of death really does not end the story. But the moment that changes them, that really uh, causes the shift, is when Jesus breaks bread with them, 
which in scripture, what we see breaking bread representing over and over again is, is being a part of a community, um, is like being, being truly together. So when we see, and it's like we talked about, wow, I didn't even make this connection, but it's like we talked about earlier, uh, with food that like it requires vulnerability to, uh, to share that need with someone when we are eating meals together, that's, that's literally an act of vulnerability. And so when Jesus breaks bread with them, uh, at this meal, then their eyes, their eyes are opened and they, yeah. they recognize him. And when he disappears, they run back up the mountain to Jerusalem. And so we see this movement of like, when they find themselves in community, when they find themselves again with like in the presence of, of each other and of hope, uh, then they, they run back up the mountain, which is the place where it's hard to hold hope, mm. but it's exactly where they need to be. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's really crucial for us to walk away with going, sometimes it's, it's too hard to be empathetic. It's too hard to be hopeful. It's too hard to not just think these people are wrong and I'm right. And I don't know why they don't see it the way I do. And the world is going to just always be horrible if these people get their way. Um, the, the goal, I think one of the, one of the really important things of community is community is where we can hold hope together. And when you're hurting, I can hurt with you. And that makes the hurt a little bit lighter. When you can't hope, I can hope for you. And we can continue down this road together. We can continue uh, working towards that shared vision of the world as God intended it to be. And when you can't see it, I can see it and I can tell you about it. Yeah. Um, John Mark called community a training ground for love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I, when he said that, I, I immediately thought of Jesus uh, in the upper room with his disciples saying, telling them, here's a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. This is how they'll know you're my disciples if you love one another. Like just getting that right. Like take your, take take your, I think there's a few things just kind of as we're maybe closing this mm -hmm. is like a few questions to ask. Like do you have somebody in your life that you can be vulnerable with mm -hmm. that knows you and you know them? Um, do you have maybe even a, a, a group of people could, doesn't have to be a large group of people, but a group of people that do know, maybe not your deepest, darkest, <laughs> uh, desires or, or hurts or, you know, whatever your past, but they at least know you and mm -hmm. they know what you're going through. Yeah. And, people um, who will give you a hug if you ask for one. Yes. These, this, these are those concentric circles that you were talking about. Yeah. And then then the question is, can you love them? Can mm. you guys love each other? Mm. And, um, I mean, it's not going to always be easy. I, I'm telling you, my favorite person in the world is my wife. And very rarely do we fight. And every once in a while, uh, you know, I, I was looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I thought we could bring that in yeah. uh, because of America's um, desire for, um, for esteem. Yeah. Which I think actually has also a breakdown of community because hmm. even that, just even the nature of esteem means that you're, you're trying to place yourself above others. Like the idea of esteem is hmm. that you would be acknowledged out of a, a, a group of people. Yeah. Right. And so how you get there is you typically have to climb up over other people. Yeah. It's not always the case, but v you know, very rarely. Um, do we esteem people who have helped others behind the scenes? Hmm. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't get a whole lot of airplay anymore. Yeah, there's no there's no Oscar for the best best boy. <laughs> <laughs> there really isn't. 
No, it's the best of this, the best that, the MVP award, mm -hmm. the, you know, I got the coach's award every single year. This kid will run through a brick wall for you, which basically <laughs> means he's just not very coordinated, but man, he has effort. <laughs> he just gives a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I was looking at that and like when our physiological needs aren't met, when we don't have sleep, when we're not, you know, we're not, we're not eating well or mm -hmm. whatever. Those are the times when I really see like, oh yeah, I'm not treating her well. Like the closest people to me are the ones that I typically treat the worst. They see um, your vulnerability, they so see, they see you at your worst. Yes, yes. And I'm comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. And if I can learn how to love them always in this, it's like this training ground, right? Um, and so then when I go to my, to the next outer circle and I'm with people, you know, like road rage has just really gone down for me. It used to yeah. be, I, I, you know, still a pet peeve of mine is when people trail so closely Yeah. because just logically thinking if, if you do this side note, <laughs> if you trail really closely, typically what's going to happen is you're just going to make the person in front of you more upset. What you, what you think you're doing is helping nudge them along to go the speed that you think they should go. But I've got to tell you, either they, they're ignorant of you, they don't know that you're there, or they do know that you're there and they really like, th Don't they're making you, you upset <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're just going to go slower. So it doesn't really help. Um, but I, but I, I really have noticed as I'm involved in spiritual practices, as I'm involved with really trying to, um, become more like Jesus and, and take on the fruit of, of that, like that, that, that the Holy spirit really is doing something in me mm. and, um, and, and taking my natural instinct to be selfish and making me, helping me be more loving, mm -hmm. taking that natural instinct, the, the, my, my instinct to, to, to rush and to say hurtful things and to get my way that now all of a sudden, not me, but the Holy Spirit through me, I'm, I'm able to act more loving and joyful and patient and kind and gentle. Um, and if we were all doing that, I just start to think about community and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think community is just, it's really interesting because it is the, it's the source of pain and it's also the source of healing and joy and like you, and hope. Hmm. Um, and I love what you said, you know, how we, we hold hope for each other. Um, and hope for what? That, that this pain and suffering could go away and yeah. that we wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Really the main thing right now is, is politics, isn't it? I mean, that's, I know that religion can be, somewhat divisive divide <laughs> yes but but it, it even seems within american circles the thing that is dividing those religious communities yeah. is their political beliefs absolutely like what you're you believe that and you're a part of us yeah no you're not let's <laughs> tribalism let's yeah. get you out yeah yeah no and i mean i i see that even in um in boise comedy i i tell jokes about being a pastor all of my friends there know I'm a Christian. Um, and uh, the the thing you see, though, is like the Boise comedy is a very liberal scene. Um, and when you see people telling conservative jokes is more when people stop laughing. <laughs> I'll also say like it's usually they're not usually the most experienced comedians. So maybe there's a correlation there as well. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see. But. I mean, the other side of that is the good news for us is that it is never too late to start building community 
and that it is yeah. it's costly it it requires vulnerability of us it requires time yeah it requires time it requires intentionality mm-hmm. it requires empathy which means it invites pain but um the reward the uh, yeah the other side of that is heaven on earth Well, that concludes our conversation about community for now. Um, This is definitely something that we want to continue to talk about. I think it's something that's just really important to everybody. Um, So I'm really thankful for Tyson. Really love having Tyson on. And he's going to be a voice that's on here again. So if you're at all interested in Midtown Go to www.midtownchurch.us and just go check us out. You can follow us on social media. We're, we post kind of what we're doing and what we have done. And hopefully there's some inspiration and some encouragement on there. If you have a question that you want us to talk about on the podcast, we, we really love those. And so um, there is a page on our website for the podcast and it's got a place to ask questions. And I'll leave you with something that my dad always says. Hey, have a great week. You got to go through it. So you might as well make it great.